0: These are the things he's calling us to, and I'm glad we can do this together. Hello friends, and welcome to the bonus episode entitled, So You'll Know. This will be the first of several bonus episodes that will hopefully help you know how to help someone who has lost a loved one. We'll talk about what to say or what not to say, what to do or not do, and just give you some tips on how to navigate through the difficult and sometimes awkward situations that we find ourselves in with regards to loss. These are things based on my own observations and experience beginning five years ago with my father's death, then my mother's death four months later, and my mother-in-law's death just four months after that and then the culmination of it all with my husband's death just two years later. I pray you never have to experience this kind of loss. But one thing I've come to realize is that you don't know until you know. So I'd like to help you know, know what it feels like, what you'd need, what brings hope and healing, without you having to go through the pain and the grief that it brings can I do that? I feel like I was able to give some insight to my Facebook community just after Brian died. And most people commented that it was helpful. I really hope that it was. And I hope this is helpful today too. So I want to talk specifically about how the holidays impact people who have lost a spouse or people who are just lonely. Personally, This will be the fourth Thanksgiving without my husband. He passed away in August of 2017, and just three months later, we were celebrating Thanksgiving. I can't tell you how devastating a loss this still is. I remember the first Thanksgiving, and the second, and the third. My heart felt like it was shattered again for the first time, all over again. Death, after death, keeps coming in all manner of ways. The holidays are the hardest, an ever-present reminder of death and loss. Even amongst the smiles and the laughter, it's always there underneath. When I was growing up, my mom and dad always invited strangers to the house for Thanksgiving. Now, of course, they weren't strangers to my parents. They were just strangers to me but these people were either in our neighborhood or church group or their bridge club, etc., that had no other family around for holidays, for whatever reason. And my parents would always invite them to have Thanksgiving meal with us. Honestly, as an immature child, it kind of irritated me that my parents were investing more time and attention to strangers than to me. But now that I'm older. And maybe a little wiser, I so appreciate the hospitality my parents showed to those who were displaced, far from family members, or just truly alone for the holidays. And especially now that I'm a widow with adult children spread across the states and the world, I am much more cognizant of the preciousness of this generous hospitality. For a widow, After you have spent many, many years as a couple, and then to suddenly find yourself alone during times when you're used to having your person by your side, it is a sad and lonely place to be. It's also disheartening, and honestly even a little difficult, to hear of the robust family plans of others. Not because of envy, but more because it reminds you of the dreams unfulfilled and longings lost. It is a quick reminder that you will never have those things again. And that stings. Why do I tell you this? First, I think it's super important to be honest. Because as I stated at the onset of this episode, you really don't know until you know. And may I add that you're probably not even aware of what someone else is going through, the pain and the loneliness, unless you've experienced it personally. Your mind just doesn't even go there. You're too busy worrying about yourself and your own plans. Listen, friend, this is not an accusation. Please don't hear it as such. I've been there. I did that. In fact, before I knew I had no idea, no clue. It wasn't even on my radar. I'm guilty. So I'm hoping just to put it on your radar if it's not already there. Being alone is hard, especially when you've spent so many years knowing what it's like being one part of a whole. I hope you hear this well as you think of someone in your life who is alone for whatever reason. I hope it moves you to compassion and to action. So then, yes, the other reason I tell you this is because you can make an impact on someone's life, be a lifeline in what may be just the most crucial time of the year, and be a source of their heart's healing. So what can you do? Well, simply extending an invitation to join your family gathering is a generous and kind thing to do. They will feel seen and loved, remembered, and special. I do want to also tell you to not be too surprised or upset, though, if your kind invitation is denied. If it is, it may be for a host of reasons, one being that the person may not be in a healthy place just yet to join in holiday festivities. They may miss the traditions and routines of their past holidays spent with their loved one. They may feel much like a third wheel, a tag-along, not yet secure in their singleness. But the invitation itself will communicate that you see them You care about them, and you want to express that care and love in a tangible way. The invitation is gold. It is a significant part of the healing process. Don't underestimate the power of an invitation, regardless of the response. Another thing you could do is to initiate a conversation with someone, asking them to share what they loved about past holidays with their loved one. Now, this one might scare you a little bit because you may get a little uncomfortable at the tears that might potentially flow during this conversation. But I can tell you, your friend will so appreciate the opportunity to talk about the beauty of those memories. It will be so important for your friend to remember their loved one during these times. And they will appreciate the fact that you care enough to want to remember too. To talk about them is healing. And those tears, they are healing. Don't be afraid of tears. I remember someone saying that they didn't want to mention Brian's name or bring up past events because they were afraid that reminding me might upset me and make me cry. (laughs) First, let me tell you, you cannot remind me of something that's fresh on my mind all the time. And second, I'm always on the verge of tears. And this is not a bad thing. My heart has been changed. It's tender, softened. And not just to my own circumstances, but to the circumstances of others. I'm more in tuned, more aware, more outside myself. It makes me a better friend, a better intercessor for others, a better human to the world. So friends, I tell you these things today just So you'll know. As we move into the holidays, I ask you, is there someone around you that you can reach out to to extend some love and care in one way or another? I've given you two ideas that can express your compassion for others, and I'm sure you can think of a thousand other ways. Oh, like Pie, I forgot about Pie. Pie says, I love you like nothing else can. Okay, of course I'm kidding, but sometimes the way to the heart is through the stomach, right? But honestly, anything you might do to express care and concern will be so appreciated during the holidays. Don't underestimate the gift of the little things, they are really very huge in the eyes of the one who's hurting. Imagine you could be the one that heals the heart just enough to help make the holidays pleasurable again. Friend, will you be that one?